Hey everybody, this is John from RestaurantMastering.com. How are you today? I'm hoping you guys are having a great week. Uh, this next interview is Dave from Big B Coffee. He opened up his first Big B Coffee uh, right down the road from me actually. And just from us working out at the same gym together, we got to know each other a little bit and I thought it would be a great interview to do and it turned out to be a good one. So without saying anything more, here it is in five, four, three, two, one. Take it away. I'd like to welcome you to RestaurantMastering.com podcast. Brought to you by someone who used to sleep with his socks on until he was 10. John Kennanen. All right. Hello, everybody. This is John from RestaurantMastering.com. I'm here today with Dave from Big B Coffee here in Fowlerville, Michigan. Uh, he recently just opened up probably about three, four weeks ago. Yeah, on the 17th, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And how's it been going so far? It's going great. Um, my business is picking up. Um, did a lot of couponing the first uh, couple weeks, and we've got... Um, two more mailings going out for couponings, but so far it's going real well. My numbers are right where I want them to be. Have you always been working for yourself, or is this something new for you, and how'd you get into the coffee industry, really? Oh, this is really new for me. Um, this is outside my wheelhouse. I started, uh, we started, we looked at this business um, probably 10, 12 years ago, um, and we were actually looking at doing this with my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, and timing just wasn't right. Um, I retired uh, three years ago, going on four years ago, as a police officer, and my wife said it was time for me to get a job. So that's kind of how this played out. I, I didn't want to work for anyone. Um, I kind of wanted to go in business on my own. Um, and that's kind of how I ended up with uh, going with Bigby. They, they lay it out to where it's pretty easy um, as far as following the steps through. They train us. Um, they bring in people to help train us. Um, so it's, 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 been, it's, been, it's been going really good. Okay. So you you said that you've been thinking about doing this for 10 to 12 years now? Yes. Yeah? Yep. How, how long did it take you to open up your first Big B Coffee? Uh, we started in August of 2015, and that's when we purchased um, our franchise. And we opened the 17th of January of this year, 2017. So it took us almost a year and a half to go through the process. And, you know, part of it was on us because we were looking at different locations in Fowlerville. And we had one spot in particular that we were looking at that was on the, the north side of, of 96. And the gentleman was going to build a building for us. So... That went on for about six months, um, and then we finally came back to the, the spot on the south side of the bridge, and we've been happy ever since. Okay. Uh, you've been happy in this location so far? What's made this location, what, what made you want to come to this location? What made this a good coffee location for you? Um, initially, when we started um, the process with Big B. Big B gave us um, a couple choices where they wanted stores to go. One was in Williamston and one was here in Fowlerville. 
and doing my research um, on on what's best for uh, Bigby is one having a drive-through and two being close to the highway um, I've got to say I'm probably one of the closest Bigby's to the highway there's a few others that are that are in, in the same boat that I'm in um, and then having a drive-through 30 30 to 40 percent of of our business goes through the drive-through so those were two key components that uh, that I was looking for when I when I went to the Williamston area I couldn't locate any any buildings that one that was close enough to the highway um, and two um, that would uh, have a drive-through in it and this location already had a drive-through it used to be a coffee shop so the drive-through was already there and so this made it a really easy choice for us and and being as close as we are we're tenth of a mile uh, for the eastbound traffic and two tenths of a mile for the the westbound traffic okay so you'd say like the highway is is a big key factor in having a coffee shop and a drive-through I'd have to agree with both of those. Anytime I go to a coffee shop, I usually use, well, any kind of fast food, really, I usually go through the drive-through. You're usually in a hurry. You don't want to get out of your car, especially here in Michigan in the cold weather. Right. <laughs> um, did you look at other coffee franchises besides Big B, or was it always Big B, or did you look at Starbucks, or the? I think there's Colorado Coffee, too, or something like that? Um, but if you did, what made Big B your choice? Um, I would say no. We didn't look at any other any other coffee shops. Big B was our choice, uh, and it it goes back to just being a a Big B fanatic myself. Um, I've been, you know, they've been open for twenty twenty some years, and I've been going to Big B since they've opened so kind of a loyalty to the product um and i'm and not to knock starbucks um i think they've got a great business and I, they've got you know a great marketing scheme um i'm just i, I like the flavors of big b better i mean and, and, I, and I think that goes for a lot of you know a lot of people you're either a starbucks fan or you're a big right. b fan so and you kind of have to be behind the brand to really want to open up business. You know, it could be even, even if we were talking about like a fast food restaurant, you'd have to be behind that brand to really open it up to really sell it. I mean, it's like that with anything really. I mean, you have to like the product. So yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. Um, what was the process like? I mean, you said you started a few years ago before. I mean, what you said a lot of it was you looking at different locations but what's the process like you go you buy the franchise and then then what do they help you pick the location or do you pick it and then what's like the steps and in, involved in a, fr a franchise um for for us uh i prior to me even meeting with big b um uh, to purchase our franchise agreement um i had already did my homework. I came out here to Fowlerville. I did, you know, traffic counts. I got online. I looked at the 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 uh, the county's uh, traffic uh, surveys on what they had done in the in the previous years, and then 
I had actually talked to the landlord um, and gotten into the building, looked around the building. I, I had had an idea, you know, where my rent could be at. Um, Bigby has kind of a top end limit on where the rent can be. And so I knew, you know, where my rent had to be. Um, so then after going through that part of the process, um, I basically, me and my wife made the decision that, hey, this is a go. We're going to do this. Um, after when we signed our our, our franchise agreement, uh, Big B had um, a number of people in that same meeting with us. One was their accounting firm. Uh, two was their um, the person that they used for locating properties, um, and then obviously the Big B people that were there um, in the signing. Um, while going through that process, um, I mean, there's a lot of things that, that come up during, you know, while you're trying to get get going. And one of the things was the, the brokerage firm that, that Bigby actually used was CBRE. And I got to tell you that I did 90% of the legwork, 95% of the legwork, and I would basically get an attorney for if we if I was to go into another another Big B on my own I would I would get an attorney and and have it drawn up that way but that process um, once we had signed our lease or our, our franchise agreement and we moved forward um, it was then trying to find the property once and I had already located the property um, that just takes time um, you, you know there's a lot of negotiations that go on in between you know uh, the property owner and, and myself and the brokerage firm and then it's finding a builder to build out the inside of the Big B um, and it's done to Big B specs um, it was it was quite a lengthy process and, that, and I guess that's kind of probably why it took so long um, to get through it but you know, would we do it again? I don't know. <laughs> Give me a few years in this or a year and, and I'll have a little better idea, you know, how, how, how well we're, we end up doing with the Big B. But, mm -hmm. yeah. All right. So what has been like the hardest part about owning your own business? You used to work for um, the city or the county or something like that. But going from that to owning your own business, what's been the hardest Part about becoming an entrepreneur really I mean I would say um, at least with the the big B part that we you know hiring the, the right people um, I, they, they told me that I had to have 20 people to start um, they, they would not allow me to open my doors without 20 people um, I ended up with like 24 uh, baristas one of which was uh, my own son and right now I'm down to 15, and um, so you you lose you know probably five or six people right off the bat. They didn't show up, um, so that I would say uh, uh, the Staff. big part. Yeah, staffing's got to be the one of the harder parts, you know. And I've got a great staff now. Um, I mean, there, but I you know it took it took a little bit to get to this point um, to where. 
you know, you, you know, I feel comfortable enough now that I can actually leave and, and they can close up or they can open up the store, giving out keys to some of the employees. And I would have to say that those first two weeks of being in business is like hell week, you know, because you're, you're so involved, you, you have to be, you know, on top of everything and there's just really no time for rest. We opened up at 6 a.m. I was here at 4.30 a.m. I didn't leave till 10, 10, 10.30 every day of the week for like two weeks straight. It was, I was sleep deprived and, you know, and then on top of that, you know, if you lose a couple people during that process, it just, it really makes it tough. They were smart to have us have, you know, a good number of people to, to, to start with staffing at. Yeah. I would, you know, I've been in business for myself now for going on six years now, and I'd have to agree with you, staffing is one of the hardest things to do as a business owner, you know, because like you said, a lot of them sometimes don't even show up for the first day. Some of them don't even show up for the interview. Um, so having multiple people is, I think, key, because even when I'm fully staffed, I still make sure I have like maybe two to three people more than what I really need because at some point especially in the spring it's like that's like my highest turnover times like that's when I change crews basically uh, is in the spring a lot of people will leave and then I'll get a new crew that's been going on now for for six years like clockwork uh, but another month or two I'll be rotating my my crew <laughs> not by choice but because they're just going on to college or summer jobs uh mowing lawns just doing things like that so yeah staffing i, I would agree is pretty pretty difficult um, my background is uh, i have a master's degree in architecture and i don't have a business degree but do you happen to have a business degree or does no i do not i, I definitely <laughs> this is this was out of the wheelhouse and in you know the, the first month now being in it you know i i my feet are wet now and i I mean, there's not too much coming at me that I don't feel like I can handle. You know, and I touch base on on one of the things with like staffing. You know, I know your listeners are probably, if they're looking at going into business, is there something that you can do while you're looking for these candidates? And for me, one of the things that was key is I felt like. I had to have something else that I'm going to be offering some of these people that I'm hiring. And one, because, you know, wages aren't, you know, you're paying minimum wage to a person and, and there's got to be something that makes it worth their while to come in. Mm -hmm. And I would have to say that during the interview process, the, the one thing that I told every employee that I hired was, I want you singing. I want you dancing. I want you acting goofy behind my counter. If you want to come in with red hair, come in with red hair. I want you to be yourself. And mm -hmm. I think with, you know, in every one of them, when I said that, they kind of got a big smile on their face <laughs> and they said, hey, you don't know what you're asking for. And I said, I know exactly what I'm asking for. I, I want that person in you that, you know, is wants to come and have fun at work. Right. Because it's, it's got to be fun. And... I mean, I think if you polled my staff, most of them, they really do like coming to work. I mean, they like meeting the people that come in and sit around the coffee shop, and they like getting to know the people that are that are coming in. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that, that that for me, I mean, when I hired these 
these these and I all I have are ladies, so I call them girls, my girls. You know, they're like family to me. I mean, yeah. and I and I want to come across that. Hey, I you know, if I can help you out, I want to help you out. So yeah. I think that that's probably a key thing when you're looking for staff is. Treat them like family. Treat them like family, and and make it make it a fun atmosphere if you can at all costs. I I had, you know, one person that I had hired in the beginning of the process, and it just you I could just sense that the rest of the group was not it would it just wasn't a great fit, mm-hmm. and and there was some some little things here and there, but you know it took care of itself when that person decided to move on. So. Um, I, I would say that you know get a handle on it quick. Yeah, yeah. I I'm glad you touched on that a little bit because you know I'm in the I'm in the restaurant industry as well, and my crew becomes part of like like my family. They there's nothing I wouldn't do for one of my crew members that you know as long as I can do it. I mean I've helped them get cars before where they they pay me back with their paychecks. You know only ones that have been there a long time. Uh, what I do I do that for you know I don't want to do that for somebody and then them just walk away I've helped them pay their electric bills before and there's just it, it becomes like like a family I mean that's the best way to describe it um, there is one time I hired somebody her name was Carrie and she had she worked for me and she worked for Home Depot she ended up going just working just for Home Depot and I asked her why and she said because it's funner there and I was like it's fun it's more fun there why what, what makes that place more fun and she said it was just she was a cashier there and she liked how they ran like little contests and things like that for for the cashiers and things like that and that gave me an idea where I started running little contests for people that that work for me you know who can sell the most uh, Duke sizes it or something you know and then I gave them like a $50 gift card to Outback at the end of the month but yeah you make it fun for them and they actually want to come to work Uh, I had a partner and a lot of them didn't like working with them and I didn't understand why but they you know a lot of them said it was because I made it the work environment more enjoyable more fun I mean it's not like I didn't let them work they actually worked more for me than they did for him but uh yeah just touching on that you know reminded me that yeah it, it is like a family um so you you better like your your employees because they're going to be with you a lot of time you're going to spend more time with them than you do your wife and your kids sometimes um what do you wish you would have known going into this that you know now you now that you've been in business for a few, you know, a few weeks. You're still new to this, but is there anything uh, that you wish you would have known at the beginning that would have made it a little more easier, or is it still too too young to to answer that question? No, I I wish I would have um, before jumping right in with Big B. I wish I would have maybe went and worked for a, a Big B store, um, so I had a little understanding on the background of the store. Um, one of the ladies that I have actually working for me, they are considering a Big B. Um, and, and I told her, I said, hey, I'll, you know, when a year gets through and you, you're still interested in doing this, I'll open my books up to you. You can see exactly what I'm doing. Um, and, and so she, she has an interest in it, which is good. Um, you know, when, I, when we got into this, it's 
mostly been me. My wife's involved too, but you know, it's been me. I I went and did the training. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like six weeks of being a barista at, at a big at one of, at a Bigby store. I happened to do it in Jackson, and then going you know from there back to home office and them training me you know how to be a manager how to how to be a trainer um how to be a barista and you know there's a lot coming at you and after um once we had started the first week of of training here on on site um, I've got an ops mentor who guides me along and we came back in the back of house and then she started showing me, you know, how to record um, some of the stuff for the accounting part of it. And I guess that part was the part that I didn't know anything about and seemed overwhelming at the time. Um, but now it's, you know, it's, it's gotten better, Yeah. <laughs> but there is, you know, there's a lot to, to, to jumping in and opening a business, you know, there's, there's, and then, right. you know, not having the help of a franchise to guide you, um, you, you're really going to want to have some type of business background, I would think. Yeah. Like a basic accounting class or something like yes. that. Yeah. I always suggest, uh, no matter what you're going to get into, whether it's owning your own construction firm or owning your own uh, pizza place, food truck, whatever, you know, go work for a food truck or a pizza place or construction company so that you can get some of the basic knowledge and understand how things work, um, you know, and go from there, really. I suggest that to everybody who's going to be opening up a business and obviously the accounting part, you know, I... I didn't have any accounting background, and I think it was my first month in business. I, my first, I think it was after my first two days, I was like, man, I, I got to come up with a program here. And coming from an architectural background and uh, working with spreadsheets, I put together my own spreadsheet, and my accountant still, I just switched accountants, and she was like, do you use QuickBooks? I said, no, I put together my own. And she was like, wow, it actually works, too. You did a really good job. But, yeah. You know, I would have to agree with you on that. Um, owning a franchise, you have like a franchise name behind you. You, you know, they set. There's like a process, like you said. Um, what would you say is the best part and the worst part about owning a franchise? I mean, is there a worst part even? Um, oh yeah, there. You know, being in a franchise, you, you know, there's no. Um, at least for me. I mean, they've got it set. Like if, for example, they're running coconut milk in one of the stores or doing a test, a test with coconut milk. Well, I've had customers literally walk in, ask for coconut milk and turn around and walk out because I don't have it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not something I can just add to my menu or, mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've had requests, hey, a cheesecake would be nice or, you know, brownies would be nice. Right. Not even on my list. I, I can't even purchase those things. Right. So they, they limit they limit the in some areas, um, but then in you know in the big grand scheme of it, it you know they've been around for twenty two years or twenty three years they've got it figured out what's selling what's not selling, right. um, and you know so there is that that is helpful now for me. Personally, I mean, you come in my store. My store is a different store. I've got a conference room. 
Um, I've got a, a huge fireplace in the middle. I love that fireplace, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I've and, and so for my type of, you know, some of the people that would be coming in, you know, in the evening hours, they might like a different choice of something different to eat, you know, to sit down. And, and I can't offer them that. So, yeah. you know, I, I guess there there's pluses and, and, and minuses on both sides of it. But as far as guidance goes... Um, you know, they're watching my books. They're making sure that, you know, everything looks good um, behind right. the scenes. And that and that's, you know, that's helpful. Plus, you know, the product. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm putting their product out there. It's their name. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, I guess that's the that's that's about all I can say about it. You know, there's yeah. pros and cons. Right. Right. And the pros outweigh the cons. Right. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I would have to say, since I'm an independent, uh, one of the nice things is being able to put the whatever I want on the menu on the menu. I, you know, I have a employee that says, "Oh, this would be great to put on there," and then we try it out, and if we like it, we put it on the menu the next day. Where you, there's a whole process. You'd have to submit it to Big B. They'd have to do a bunch of testing, and uh, but just like you said, I mean, they know what works and what doesn't work, and they they know what sells and what doesn't sell. Usually, I mean, right. Uh, you know, it's like that that older person that's set in their ways, though. <laughs> you can't get them to change sometimes, and that that kind of stinks. But having that name behind you means everything. Uh, uh, I wish I could have opened a franchise when I got, in, got into business, but I just, some of their requirements sometimes are just <laughs> outrageous. I mean, just what they, they want you to have in liquid and assets and how much money they want you to have on hand and things like that but uh do you think you'll expand in the future i mean i know you said give yourself a year or something but when you went into this did you think you know i'm going to open up and make three or four of these or absolutely um you know initially when we went into this um obviously you know our thoughts were are we one and done or would we go into this and and do more and you know believe it or not i've my second location I've already got picked out <laughs> um, and and if it goes if this goes the way I, I feel like it's gonna go then you know in a year from now we'll we'll, we'll be a, approaching Big B and, and looking at another store um, that's awesome yeah you know and, and you know how many stores you know my my personal goal would to have four Mm-hmm. You know, one for each of my kids, and and you know, and then we have our original store. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's a goal, and we'll see if that if it ever transpires to that. But right now, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm <laughs> we're 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 getting this one going, and hopefully, what you know, it'll keep going the way it should, and we'll, we'll yeah. be looking at another store. That's awesome. Uh, that was always my goal too was to expand uh, right now I've expanded to two stores and we're getting ready to downsize to just one store uh, I got a partner that's going to go work some do something else so I'm going to take a little while to regroup and we'll see what happens um, they obviously they helped you pick out the location they told you if it was going to be good or not um, what was the best Thing that you did for your grand opening that made it a success I mean a lot of people are opening up their new their own business or their own restaurant and really if you botched a grand opening it's hard to recover from that so what was what, what was you know some of the great things about Big B and the process um, one of the things that I did is 
you know, early on with Facebook, I got on there, I started that page probably six months ahead of time and then just Mm -hmm. kept putting little blips out on it and, and, Mm -hmm. and little blips here and there. And then eventually, you know, when it got closer, um, we, we did, you know, obviously the grand opening is this day. Um, I had to, um, by, by the franchise standards, I had to spend $5,000 right off the bat for, mm-hmm. for my grand opening. And we did um, EDDMs, which yeah. is mass mailings. Um, and, you know, I had a lot of those coupons come back. So was that a success? I would say yes. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the couponing that I did do was, you know, they we had Red Bull freezes talls for a dollar fifty. Well, a Red Bull cost me a dollar seventy. Uh-huh. So I mean, I'm giving product away in a lot of the um, in a lot of the couponing. Um, so and, it, and it's about building your customer base. I understand that too. Um, was you know the EDMs my best option? I don't know. Um, we I, I got on the blue boards. Um, for the highway, I think that that's going to be a huge play for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I did some, you know, f- the, f- the flags out in front of the store. Um, uh, you know, my money maybe would have been a little better spent. Maybe if I had to put a, 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 bol- a big billboard out on the highway. I mean, they're real expensive. Yeah. Um, you know, they're like 1700 a month. But, you know, would that have given me a better draw from the highway in the months to come i'm not sure um but i i would say that that big b you know like they our marketing days one of the days um that what we did is we made you know probably a hundred to hunt maybe a hundred drinks that we made and we distributed them out to the businesses um in the community um mm-hmm. and um, and left some coupons with them when we did that. So, the, you know, I, I think that was real good. So the community knows, hey, we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get to sample, you know, some of our stuff. I think sampling is, is pretty big. Um, but, yeah, that was that was kind of what we had to go through to, to for our grand opening. And I, I'd say that, like, the Facebooking thing, that that was kind of crazy and i think you were part of it with us mm-hmm. when we did that given a cup a couple cups away you gave pizza um and i had like forty six thousand views so yeah. which is just absolutely ridiculous number <laughs> um but and then i we also did a free day where we gave stuff away free yeah. um to the public and that turned out to be just total chaos um we had kids coming in two and three times ordering four drinks at a time and and i would doing that part over again i would put more control on that yeah. um, that was kind of just a total i mean we it was chaotic as can be mm-hmm. so so giving away drinks for free uh, you did the mass mailing, which I've done. And, f- you know, social media is huge nowadays. Uh, you got to be on social media, so starting that early. Um, those are all really good ideas and really good things to do. Um, I want to thank you for taking the time to do this interview with me and uh, hope that you have success in the future, and I'm sure I'll see you, you know, around. <laughs> um, so just thank you. Thank you. 
Alright guys, thank you for tuning in. That turned out to be a great interview. I hope you guys got something out of it. And as always, we'll see you next time. Talk to you later.